Cheap for Therapy has made every attempt to ensure the accuracy and reliability of the information provided in this podcast. However, the information is provided as is, without warranty of any kind. Too Cheap for Therapy does not accept any responsibility or liability for the accuracy, content, completeness, legality, or reliability of the information contained on this podcast. I like that. We don't ex- stop. Oh, it's exciting. <laughs> it's now <me all> wiggly. <laughs> but we're cheap. Too cheap for therapy. With Marianne and Corinne. Hello, everybody. Hey. Welcome to the show. Hi, we're doing the show. We're doing it now. And keep listening. Because we're still doing it. Get ready for the show part of the show. <laughs> this starting right now. Yeah. <laughs> or a couple seconds ago. Soon. Uh, or later. I don't know. Or never. It's too cheap for therapy. I'm Marianne. Hi, Green. Hey, hey. Hey. How you doing? How are you? Yeah. I like your, I like your shoes. Yeah, your shoes are real nice. They're nice. You probably got a good deal. Yeah, you're real thrifty and real thrifty, spendy. Pinch your pennies. Don't pinch them too hard, though. Don't tell people what to do. Oh, okay. You get carpal tunnel. Yeah. So let's do this pre-ramble biz. Yeah, all right. What's going on with you? Eh, nothing. Oh well then, <laughs> and done. What's new with you? What's new with me? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I worked today. Oh, how was it that? It is a Saturday. Ooh. But I still work today. Actually, it went great. It went really fast, and I went and bought myself a nice tuna sandwich oh. for lunch. <laughs> Where do you buy a tuna sandwich? Anywhere sandwiches are sold. <laughs> I'm not going to say I until just, they sponsor me. I just think that's such an old lady thing to eat. Um, like, I had a sandwich and a Sanka, okay? <laughs> and some nice stale crackers. And some nice crackers. They weren't stale. They were just gentle <laughs> on my gums. All right. All right. That sounds great. Yeah, unsalted. Because <laughs> the sodium will get you. <laughs> and the salt hurts my teeth. You want me to get all bloaty? Oh, no. Ugh, big bloated corpse. God forbid. Why are you a corpse all of a sudden? <laughs> Too much salt. Too many crackers. Too many, maybe too many. I could eat myself to death on crackers. Oh, please don't. Why does every episode turn into the food episode? I don't know. The food addiction episode. It's cyclical. We're still addicted. Oh, I want to eat. Yes. Please, yes. Mm. Every episode begins or ends with, we should go get some food. I'm hungry. Let's go eat. And oddly enough, every episode begins and ends with us eating. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Oh, this needs to stop immediately. Or continue indefinitely. All right, y'all, we gonna go get some food. Okay, then. We'll be right back. Bye. Cut to commercial. Let's go get some food. All right. So what are we talking about today, Kareen? Today we're talking about relationships. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. No, relationships can be lovely. I think you need them to be a functioning human. Like, you can't just be a hermit. Unfortunately, well, you can. I mean, but those people—they're—they're they're mental. You've seen people. Well, I'm sure we haven't in real life, but I've seen oranges and new black. I see what happens to those prisoners that go into the isolation cells. It's like a cheesy porno. No, what? That's oranges and the new black, right? No. Hmm. No, I'm talking about when prisoners go to the isolation cells and they're there for like two weeks. It's 
inhumane because your brain goes crazy without real social interaction. You have to have relationships, Corinne! I think we're talking about two different shows. What are you, Have you seen Orange is the New Black? No. Then don't judge my show. Oh, and now it's your show. <laughs> That's right. All right, then. I am the producer. Okay. Well, okay, I will concede that probably human contact is healthy. You gotta have it. At some level. Gotta have it. Yes. Yeah. So continue having a minimal amount of human contact, and good night. That's right. I read somewhere on something, probably oh. the computer. <laughs> it could have been on the internet. Probably. That um, e- each person needs some type of human, not just interaction socially, but you need some sort of physical, like a hug or, um, I don't know, maybe kiss. Aw. You want smooch. kiss, Korean? Let's yeah. smooch. Ooh. I kind of do, you know, when we meet up to do this show, I kind of do feel like we're having an affair. Like a secret like, affair? Texting you like, I'm in our spot. <laughs> and then next week you'd be like, do you want to meet me at the mall? And I'd be like, ah, oh, hang on, I got to see what my husband's doing. And I feel like we're going to get caught at like one of those one of those TV shows and they're going to bust down your Tesla Studios door. And I'm just and, waiting for you in Tesla Studios to come yeah. and I unlock the door and... Come on in. Right. And I bring you like a single Olive Garden breadstick because <laughs> it's all romantic like. That is real romantic. I know. I love bread. Guys <laughs> and gals and non binary folks, uh, Valentine's Day is just around the corner after Thanksgiving, Christmas. Give your significant other a breadstick. We're going to go through Thanksgiving, Christmas, <laughs> New Year's, and eventually we're going to, well, President's Day, yeah. and then we're going to have Valentine's Day. So that's right around the corner. So start it's planning now. Comment. Girl, I I still think it's April sometimes. I know, me too. It's November. I can't believe it. It's mid-November. Oh, my God. Try and wrap your brainstem around that. We'll talk about boy. that in the bonus episode. <laughs> Okay. okay, so what kind of relationships are we talking about? Only romantic? Uh, you know, I mean, there's so many different kinds. Yeah. Not just romantical, y'all. Not always. It can be. It can be. But it doesn't have to be. But it don't have to be. Like, um, when you're dating someone, married relationships, um, families, friends, work relationships. Mm. You have to know how to deal with those folks. Right. Our robot overlords. Yes. That's a relationship. That would be great. Continue with. And my favorite, toxic relationships. Oh, that is a good one. That's a spicy one. Yeah, super spicy. Mm-hmm. Gives me the heartburn. Oh, <laughs> palpitations. That's right. So where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with romantical relationships. Because I don't know if you know, but I have one. <laughs> with me, right? With you, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Eat your heart out, Michael. Oh, no. Oh, baby. Oh, um, my. Yes. So... <laughs> I have a husband. Yes. And uh, <laughs> a husband. A husband. Okay. Uh, that's how it's pronounced. Um, yeah. Just so you know. The more you know, little rainbow goes by. <laughs> Please don't do that. That was descriptive audio. No, for that, our- no, that was great. But I just, I'm thinking like, oh my God, what if people from other countries are listening? Now they're, oh, that's how you pronounce it? Husband. That's called <laughs> playing the long game. Yeah. And then later I'll meet someone and they'll say, oh, do you have a husband? And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> and you're the only one circle. who understands yep. you. I was doing that with Mike yesterday with my husband. Um, we were talking about 
uh, EpiPens mm-hmm. and first aid kits. And I was telling him, maybe we should have EpiPens available, like, in restaurants and airports and stuff, like yeah. we do with the heart shock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because, you know... The you, defibrillator? Defibrillator? I can't say it, but it's a defibrillator. It's defrigerator, I think. <laughs> it's not a heart shocky thing. Oh, well, I mean, that is <laughs> what it is. But it's called... A, it do. Someone write in, or rather send us a voice message and pronounce defibrillator correctly, I please. I believe it's pronounced <laughs> zapperoni. Uh, I'm going to look it up. The uh, heart zamboni. Sure. We're getting further and further from the light of God right now. Oh, my God. I know what it's called. It's called an automatic electronating device. Yeah, sure. So... Okay, Ex- I like that. Exsanguinating. I love the word exsanguinate. <laughs> what are you doing? It's a what? horrible word, but I love what to say it. What does that mean? It. it means to lose all your blood. Oh, to God. exsanguinate. Jesus. Yeah, but it's great to say it's like eating popcorn. That's terrible. Yeah, it's really awful. Anyhow. Wait, I found it. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Defibrillator. Defibrillator. Who would Defibrillator. Some lady on the internet. Well, how do we know she's saying it right? Uh, I want to see some credentials. I trust the internet. Was that Siri? Maybe. Mm. Defibrillator. 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 Is that how you have to say Defibrillator. You have to say it three times in a row for someone to help you. And And then does a heart attack patient appear in the mirror? I like it. (laughs) Bloody defibrillator. This is like oh part my of God. a spooky episode. This is real scary. Anyhow, yes. here we go back to the point. Yes. As we were talking about that, and I was saying, you know, people sometimes have their first initial allergic reaction out in public. Right. And you wouldn't have an EpiPen, right? right? Because you don't know you're allergic to something. Right. Until they eat that warm shrimp. Right. Exactly. That warm shrimp will get you every time. It will. Turns out I'm allergic to salmonella. Uh, but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh-huh. So I said just like the IEDs. Well, it's AEDs, it's right? It's not IEDs. But I kept saying through the conversation, IEDs. Oh, shit. And by the end of the conversation, he was saying IEDs. No. That's called playing the long game. Yeah, I love it. I love it. What? Oh, that's real best. love right there. You wouldn't believe the stuff I've set up, like, with my kids, that they're going to be, like, 64 and be like, oh, shit, for real? That's not the real thing? That's not how you pronounce that word? Oh, oh no. really great. Oh, yeah. my God. The fish is not in the old McDonald has a farm song? No. Mm. They got some learning to do, those yeah. kids, but... Anyhow, so that's a good time. That's me and my husband. That's pretty much me and my husband in a nutshell. Oh, boy. That describes all of it. Yeah, and that's why we've been married for 150,000 years. God, that's so many years. We have been married for, in, in, you know, actual freedom units, measurement of time. Freedom units. Yeah, we have been, because we're in America. Sure. uh, We have been married for... 2004, so like 15 years, mm-hmm. and we've been together for 21 years. Oh my god, yeah, we're old. Our relationship can legally drink alcohol. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, no, it's it's, party. it's terrific. They nice. can party, and yeah. it likes to party. I like it. Um, we've got the you know the two kids and mm-hmm. the, the dogs yes. and the fish and the cat and oh okay, the whole, yeah, the whole it's the whole kabloozle. Yeah, kabloozle. Um, yes. And, and the run, 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 all around, all around, and the run, run, yeah. all around. Basically, yeah, and the yeah. cheese is in the middle. And <clears throat> yeah. I love cheese. Anyhow. We're getting off topic. I know. So we were high school sweethearts. Aww. We were actually high school, well, we were high school sweethearts, but before that, 
Um, he got kicked out of his mom's house. Oh, okay. Shout out to Mike's mom for sending him to me, because he lived <laughs> way north. All right. And um, not like Alaska north, but like north far Wait, enough that does, I never would have met does him. Does Mike's mom listen to the show? Shout out. I don't think so. No, when she figures out podcasts. Hey, Sue! Yeah, well, hey, I mean, how you doing? I hope you're enjoying the podcast. <laughs> um, anyhow, so she sent him to live with his dad, mm-hmm. who lived further south, which coincidentally happened to be near where I live. Ooh. And we were in the same junior high. Oh. And we took some of the same classes, but never simultaneously. So there were things later on in our relationship that I noticed that were really very, like, deja vu. Yeah. Like, as we were packing to move, I was packing, like, some of his pottery he'd made. Yeah. Because he was in pottery, and so was I. But and at different times. At different times huh. of the day. Like, different oh, classes, I but see. But at the same, you Like, know, it's kind of like he was stalking you per your schedule, but one class behind. It's exactly like that. Oh, crazy. So I would see a piece of pottery he made and go... I recognize that. I used to see that because we all our projects were on the same oh, shelves, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then later on, come to find out that um, he decided he was going to take me past his grandma's house. She lived on the lake, and mm-hmm. he it was where he moved when he moved in with his dad. I knew his grandma. <gasps> I'd been to that house. What? Um, I was actually best friends with his cousin. Oh. But I had never met him. That's weird. And we didn't put that all together until like three or four years into being a couple. That's so it was, um, yeah, it was like the universe knew. Was like, trying to cram you two together. Well, it was like, look, here's the thing. You're a fucking joke, so you're never going to find anybody unless I, like, put them right in your face. <laughs> so I feel like it was like, it was like beautiful fate. Aww. But yeah. So I like then it. Has yeah. It was good. That's well, it. That's the whole relationship. How do you keep your relationship working and running and spicy and communication and whatnot? Right. So I think... Before I get into the, you know, the joke stuff, which I have a lot of that because it's You have prepared jokes? I have have a script. Um, No, so initially, I mean, you know, when you're dating and it's fun and it's exciting and we were kids. Everything's new. We were 16, 17. We were very young and so we were having a great time. We have the best thing ever. We have pictures in Calvin's baby book, who's 13 now. In his baby book, there are pictures of us like from one of those... um, booths where you take pictures oh, yeah, the photo booths. and it was the first Aww. month that we were together and it's so adorable oh my you god you guys were just babies it's so fucking wholesome <laughs> yeah so it's it's because you know i mean my children have <clears throat> friends and the majority of their friends parents are split up yeah it's, it's kind of the minority at this point yeah to have parents who are together so it's it's fun but um Honestly, you know, we have the normal, like, ebbs and flows, like, stressful times. Like, we've bought and sold houses. And yeah. we've, you know, acquired pets and lost pets. And, I mean, we don't, like, misplace them. I mean, they die. Yeah. I was trying to say they die. Because Yikes. pets die. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Anyhow, we had some pets die. Oh, my God. Not all at the same time. This Jesus, feels stop. like it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> Listen, my whole yard You're incriminating is yourself. <laughs> Don't. Don't. Call, get yourself a lawyer. No one dig at my house. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Uh, um, I think... Peter's going to come for you. I know. But... Overall, we've actually never really, we've never had a separation. We've never had a time when we didn't want to be together. We've never, we don't even really fight. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for us has been the fact that we grew kind of simultaneously. Uh, Because you were both young when you, yeah. Yeah, so we sort of wove our lives together instead of trying to take two fully formed lives and cram them in the same, you know, like shove them in the same thing. We kind of matured as 
a couple. Well, I wouldn't say matured, but <laughs> <laughs> time has passed uh, and we have been together. Oh my god! Um, I think it was more about being best friends. Like we, we still are each other's best friends, and like I'd rather spend time with my husband or with my adulterous partner than that's you. I know um, that's me than anyone else. Oh so, my god. and he's the same way. So I think that's why it's worked for so long. That's awesome. Yeah. So no divorces in the near future, y'all. Well, interestingly enough. What? <laughs> Here and here first, guys. You're like, my mom and dad are splitting up. <laughs> no. Um, so every every year on our anniversary, we go somewhere nice. We have a nice dinner. We go out of town. We, you know, go and get a hotel room mm-hmm. and pretend like we don't have any kids or house or anything. Sure. And yeah, we put on fake mustaches and, like, go to the border <laughs> and, like, go buy a pack of smokes. Oh, man. It's just fun times. Yeah. It's like role play. Um, so every year, one of us asks the other, you know, are you, like, are you still, like, into this? Do you want to, like... You want to keep going? You want to keep this Or you want off the or, ride? Yeah, because this year's anniversary gift is paper, and I can get those papers. Papers and I can have you serve. <laughs> Happy anniversary, he papers. Yeah, and, and then the other person inevitably will say, "No, I'm good. I'm good. Let's go for another. Let's have another round." So we go for another year, and uh, we've just been. Doing I that like there. that you check in. Yeah, like, hey, should we call it quits? We're good. We're both good. Let's keep doing it. Well, I think too often people just kind of settle for mediocrity and feel like, well, you know, we're we're all commingled and all our shits mixed yeah. up, and it'd be a big pain <clears throat> in the ass to yeah separate separate Hulu it. accounts. And so then you go for maybe years. Being, like, roommates? Yeah. Maybe have sex, maybe? Well, that's one thing I had to figure out that, um, well, you know how, um, I guess normal girls are always thinking about, oh, my dream wedding and this and that, and when I'm older, I'm it's, gonna... I never had that. I never did it. It's presumptuous of you to say, you normal girls, and look <laughs> at me. Because <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. But go on. We probably have some normal girls listening. Probably. You all can imagine. You it. all normal girls probably have planned your wedding and whatnot. I didn't do that. I just thought, okay, you know, meet someone, it'll be great, and we'll be in love, and it'll be romantic love forever. So when Adam and I got married, you know, the honeymoon phase lasted. It was great. And then he was in the military, so he had to be shipped off on a ship for six months, eight months, however long his stint was. And then he would come back, and with most military wives or spouses, your schedule gets messed up, especially when you have kids, which we did not. But I've heard from other military spouses that when the spouse who's active duty comes back, they try to insert themselves back into the routine that's already been set with the kids and their your life and whatever, and it just throws everything off. So for a while when you would come back, we had to get used to each other again. So it was like a friendship stage and roommate stage, and then it would build on that, and then romantic stage again. So once he was out of the military and it was just us all the time, it would ebb and flow, and we would go into a friendship phase and a roommate phase and a romantic fra- phase phrase romantic <laughs> phrases hey sugar cakes that's a good romantic phrase hey sugarfoot so <laughs> sugarfoot that's diabetes that's different oh god so anyway that's one thing i wasn't expecting i just thought it would be all schmoozy lovey dovey stuff for 50 years but no you really do have to like who you're married to or who you're with because it's not always going to be you know red roses and Whatever else you find interesting and fun. Um, <laughs> Carnivals? Hookers? No. No, no, no not hookers. No. Only on your birthday. <clears throat> oh. 
there's uh, a pass on your birthday. It's not always going to be steaks and blowjobs, people. You know, not every day. Did you say steaks or sticks? Yes. Sticks what and steaks and blowjobs. I don't. Sticks and steaks could break my bones, but blowjobs never hurt me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just had a stroke. Anyhow. That's on the next t-shirt. Yeah. That I just had a stroke. <laughs> no. Sticks and stones and, yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah. Anyhow, I think that's the most important thing, really, is that to realize going in that it's work. Yeah. I know it's not a common thing, but it seems like something that get public gets publicized a lot is people who do like this whole starter marriage concept. Yeah. That really I feel like has done a lot of damage to the whole institution yeah. of marriage. Um just because it's I mean, the point is not to throw an expensive party. If you want right. to have an expensive yeah, party, that's fine have a quinceanera have whatever you want you do it up or can... just realize that if you do have a really expensive wedding that now you and your spouse are in debt if you didn't yeah. have the money to begin with but that's that's whatever you two are good with I'm good with it it just seems like I mean I'm kind of not though it just seems I just I'm just you are saying, not in their marriage I'm just saying I need to be in your marriage but the issue I have with it is how do you expect to be successful in a lifelong venture if you're going to start it in tens of thousands of dollars? That's worth true. Of debt, you know? And it's not just from the wedding. It's, you know, each spouse, if they decide to get married, they come together and they might have their own individual debt from school and credit cards or whatever. That's something they both need to bring to the table before they sign legal binding documents. You need to be honest about your financial biz, your past, whatever, everything. Lay right. it all out on the table so they know what they're getting into. If you're a serial killer. Yes. Or Take your, carry your ass to the jail. Addicted to cocaine heavily. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll if get you, you help. Like to pick up ladies and take them out and enjoy a good time and then come home to your wife, you're probably going to want to let her know well, As long that. as your wife is okay with that, that's fine. But her not knowing about it does not equal her okay. Yeah, and that's it. not okay. Yeah, you yeah. need to tell her. Because right. some people have open relationships, and that's fine. If everybody's okay with it, cool. Sure. Yeah, I don't if care. Wanna, if you want to have 12 people all... Yeah, just, man. If you want to be a... Orgy it up. I don't orgy know. Orgy it up. Yeah, that's fine. I Do mean, it. there are more and more non-traditional relationships that I'm seeing, like people who are polyamorous or people who have open relationships or um, like a community type of relationship situation or people who just don't want to be monogamous and they just want to date. Right. That's fine. As long as all parties know For we're sure. good yeah. because of this. As soon as you don't tell somebody that's cheating. Right. And You're being dishonest, ma'am. You are dishonoring yourself and others. That's right. That's a problem. Defibrillator. Defibrillator. Those IEDs, they get you at the airport. <laughs> They just blow it right in your face. Woo, yeah, they do. Uh, anyhow, so, yeah, that was one of the benefits of being with my husband for six years before we got married. Because we both came to the realization, like, people go, oh, you're nervous, you're nervous. Neither of us was ever nervous. No. Because we felt like we'd had so much time to say, hey, fuck off. Right. That at that point, you know, right. there was nothing to be nervous about. What makes me nervous is seeing people who've known each other for six months yeah. and want to get married. And I think, Jesus, you don't, I mean, you haven't been together long enough to know if the way he leaves his toothbrush in the bathroom is going to irritate yeah. the shit out of you. Prior to getting married, uh, you know, I dated. I was a young person. Sure. I dated gentlemen. You were a young girl. I young was a girl. young girl at Fun times. loving girl. That was me. Not I anymore. Know, doing the Charleston and the 23 skidoo. What is this, the 1920s? Yes, it was in the 20s and you were a flapper. I'm not that old. Mm. So I dated people, and then when I met Adam, it it worked. We got married. Great. 
What I'm now realizing while dating Brian is that I am not that great of a communicator sometimes. <laughs> like, Brian and I have a different communication style, and we're still working on it. I think it might have to do also with um, me working in the languages, so I constantly want to know more information than you're giving me. I think that's partly also maybe a typically female oh, yeah. American culture type of yes, thing, Yes, we too. need all the... The details. Like when I asked my husband, oh, you just talked to your friend. What did he say? And he's like, oh, nothing. I'm like, you were on the phone for 25 minutes. What did you talk about? I overheard it all. Tell me everything because I already know. That's right. And that's why our relationship works. If I already know everything, there's no lying. That's right. Mm. All your phone calls have to be on speakerphone. Everything is tapped. Oh, God. It's all tapped. You're like listening in the office. I have a stethoscope against the wall. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's pretty great. Well, I try not to compare relationships at all, and I don't want to, but I'm just figuring out now that Adam let a lot of shit slide Mm. because I... I'm kind of difficult to get along with sometimes. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) This podcast is over. (laughs) I mean, I'm fine. I'm not horrible, but I am kind of pushy. I am a bit bossy. I guess I come from a place where I know what is best for you and you should listen to me. So I'm going to tell you a few times, even though you're like, oh, no, I'm okay. I didn't ask for advice. I'm still giving it to you. And Adam would just let it roll off his back. He didn't care. Um, Probably 95% of the time, he would just let me do what I wanted. (laughs) But the 5% of the time, he would put his foot down and say, no, we're not doing that. And I'd go, okay. But Brian does not let it slide. So... (laughs) (laughs) At the beginning, I was like, why are you being so defensive? And now I'm like, oh, I'm just pushy. I didn't know that because Adam never told me. So I'm learning a lot about myself depending on who I'm around. Well, and you're in a different life stage now yeah. than you were when you met your husband, too. And, and I mean, yeah, Jesus, true. I was a child. He was also a child. <laughs> yes, let's clarify. That Can we clarify that we were creepy. both children? I was a child bride. That's I was, creepy. I was seven and he was no! 24. No, God, no. no. Never, ever. That's wrong. That's wrong and wrong and wrong forever. Thank you. Defibrillator. I need one. Where's an IED when you need one? (laughs) This just got awkward. To blow up all those pedophiles. Yeah. So uh, my whole relationship is based on hilarity. Yeah. Uh, It's what makes me happy. Okay. And it's um, my motto is that everything is a joke. And once my husband said... What if everything is not a joke? What if there are some things that are not a joke? And I had to say, I'm going to stop you right there. (laughs) Everything is funny to me in some way. And I think having humor in your relationship can really be helpful. Yeah, that's true. Also can irritate the shit out of the other person. That's true. But if they're willing to stick with you through that, you know you've got something good. You have to have a willing participant. Please, please. Don't just be irritating as shit. Then you'll be like, why am I always alone? (laughs) Hmm. That's true. Don't nobody want to be around you because you're irritating. One thing that I've noticed is um, over the years, like my communication style, when someone says something, instead of... I try to get clarification, but they, they're not giving it to me. So I read into it like, okay, this is probably my fault because, or I think that was a slight against me when it wasn't. Right. I actually had a really, really sweet chipper boss. She was also your boss. Not mm-hmm. to say her name, but yeah. she was just lovely, just mm-hmm. a beautiful person. And she told me at one point, 
that the most important thing to do is to always assume positive intent. Uh. Before you get into any kind of weird overthinking analytics or any of that, just if we all just kind of assume that the first thing someone says has good intention yeah. behind it, even if it comes out weird. Isn't an attack on you. I'm asking you people to please <laughs> assume positive intent here because I'm going to say some fucked up shit and, um, you know, just in general in my life. Sure. And I just, you know, I want you to know I'm coming from a good place. Right. I'm not, I'm not okay. trying to hurt your feelings. That sounds I'm good. not trying to hurt your feefies. Feefies? Yeah, that's your feelings. Oh, is it? Is that the new lingo or something? I don't think it's new. It's not? No. This is a real thing that people say? I don't know. Fifi. Is it? I Did you just it. make it up? I'm me. I say oh it. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't know. know. Is it like Kiki? Uh, I don't know what that is. I am like, not a young lady. No, that's what the um, drag community say. Do me a favor and get the fuck off my lawn. What are you talking about? You like the young folks. The Kiki. I don't know what that is. That just means like chit chat, gossip with each other. That's like a different language. I don't, I don't know, know if it's the is. drag community or if it's like gay community. I thought you were talking about the the song thing where you're supposed to get run over by your own car. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, Kiki, do you love me? Sure, that. You, oh, I oh no, no, no. I don't know. I don't know what anything <laughs> is ever. <laughs> Oh my god, we are the oldest. We're the oldest millennials here. Oh, man. Back during the war, I didn't have these problems. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I think another thing, like you were talking about having to communicate more openly and to communicate like your wants and needs and preferences yeah. and everything before you make any serious commitments. I think a huge problem with relationships is misaligned expectations. Mm -hmm. Like we sat down before we ever got married and talked about, you know, do you even want children? If you do, then what's your like, you know, are you into Smacking them around because right. I'm not, right. and luckily we had aligned Smacking expectations. Smacking them around, you know, like some parents will. Like, oh, you different know, kind of discipline, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, you you've got to talk about that stuff because yeah. that's gonna mess things up later, and potentially when you've already brought tiny humans right. into then the you're, scenario, then you're arguing about it in front of the tiny humans, right? Like, yeah. well, I just want to hit him. Well, don't hit him, right? And there's yeah. nothing that will mess a kid up faster than one parent giving their side of the story to right. the other parent about why we should be smacking you. Right, not good. Maybe we don't do that. Maybe not. How about never? That makes sense. Okay. All right. Okay, well, that was the parenting episode. That makes sense. I like, think, With yeah. your expectations going into a relationship, that makes sense that, um, like, I've had friends who really, really want to be with someone and then later on have a family, but whomever they're currently with, their significant other, do, does not want children. I've seen some of my friends be in a situation where that significant other does not mention wanting or not wanting children and just going along with the relationship because it's, you know, great. But they never come out and say, oh, yeah, I don't want kids. They're not being truthful, and they're just wasting that person's time, essentially because they do want a family. Like, my friend wants a family. On the other side, I've seen where the significant other directly tells my friend I never want children but my friend is like oh no he'll change your mind it's fine yeah. let's just date for five years it'll be fine you'll right. want kids mm. no I won't want children maybe not maybe no. not when somebody says something and they show you who they are take it for face value don't don't pretend like you didn't see who they really were because they're telling you because when that day comes and you say, guess what, I'm super pregnant or I want to be pregnant, and they say, we're not doing that, that's yeah. a real pisser. Right. 
when someone says, I don't think I want children, you can't change their mind. That's that's pretty sad. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, and that's not one of those things like, um, I think we should get a fishbowl. And the yeah. other one says, you know, that's too much to clean. That's too right. much work. Okay, if you don't want the fish, you can probably find a loving home for the fish to right. go to later. But I mean, even in that scenario, if one significant other is like, I really want fish or I really want a puppy. But the other person in the relationship doesn't and they're not going to take care of the puppy and not be a part of its life or whatever you could translate that to children like I've told you I don't want a puppy the end okay I'm still gonna get a puppy okay you're gonna feed it and bathe it and do everything with the puppy I'm not gonna see the puppy that's how we do it in my house and inevitably Michael falls in love with the animals that we get but typically did that happen with his children as well yeah I'm like (laughs) you're gonna love this kid you're gonna love him and he's like I'm not walking him I'm like you're gonna love surprise here he is and then look he loves him he's like ah it's a little mini me uh no but we have had that um discussion about like getting animals for the kids I if left alone without supervision would live in a zoo oh no like I would have a menagerie no no we would have pot-bellied pigs and goats and god knows what roaming like that that movie we'd have diaper ducks and actually I'm working on the Diaper ducks. ducks? Well, if you want to have them live in the house, you want to uh, let them shit everywhere. Uh, maybe think before you talk, Marianne. Anyhow. You just put diapers on them. Why would you want them in the house? Uh, you're missing the point. All right. The point is, uh, they're clean enough. Uh, so, this is what would happen to me without proper supervision by someone that I, you know, respect. Uh, oh I would have all that. And um, typically he says, well, if we get XYZ, who's going to take care of it? I'm like, babe, you know, it'll be me. Yeah. Because I'm cool with it. And you're okay with that? Yeah. I'm Changing with all it. those duck diapers? Oh, God. Yeah, we had rabbits for 10 years, indoor rabbits. Did they have diapers? Uh, no, but we had to keep them in certain areas, oh. like um, on a designated rabbit rug, that sort Ooh. of thing. And I would lay out like a little uh, little path that they could like, there was like a little ninja warrior rabbit path where they sure. could fuck around. And, like, right. Yeah, it was great. It was I'm super. It. But who changed, you know, at nine months pregnant, who was changing the, the bunny litter? It was Probably me. you. Yeah. Yeah. Who was crying? You. It was everybody. <laughs> everybody was that crying works. when I was nine months pregnant because it was <laughs> a horrible, horrible oh time. Oh my God. But yeah, you know, you got, I'm just saying work out the details, people. Yes, be on the same page is would the you, point. Would you please? You know, don't go into a relationship expecting, you know, he oh, he's going to want kids. He's going to um, want me to be a stay-at-home mom, and I'm okay with that. And he's, he's not going to give me gonorrhea Maybe, ever. <laughs> sure. Maybe he wants to be the stay-at-home dad. Maybe he doesn't want kids at all. You need to talk about that shit. Yeah, that that's a big thing on my list, too, is especially home care and child care expectations. Um, I am going to say, though, no matter how much you talk about them, sometimes you're just going to have to kind of be okay with with doing the things that maybe you, you know, you want to split it 50-50, but a lot of times you just have to find that love in your heart for your partner what and do you just mean? do the dishes oh. because they ain't never going to do them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I think about that stuff, I like when um, Adam and I got our house, we had to kind of sit down and talk about what chores do we each hate. I loathe doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind doing laundry and vacuuming and toilets or whatever. Um, Adam hated cleaning toilets, so we just traded off, and we were like, okay, these are our assigned tasks forever and ever, amen, and it was fine. I would think you should just combine those and put the dirty dishes in the toilet and just call it good. Put the dirty dishes in the dirty toilet? 
Well, yeah, you want to put them in a clean toilet? You got to dirty up your toilet. It's like you're not even following. And then just put those plates in there and swish it around with the toilet bowl cleaner. No, you just squirt that stuff in the back of the tank and then you just flush it a bunch of times. <laughs> oh, gosh. I had a friend who did that once. Are you serious? No. Oh, thank God. No. It was me. <laughs> you know I don't have any friends. <laughs> Anyhow... Yeah, um, also, something mm-hmm. that comes up is issues with each other's family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. That is a big one. Mm-hmm. I, before Adam and I got married, all of my friends were like, oh, my God, how's your future mother-in-law? Is she okay? Yeah, she's fine. Okay, just checking, because I've always heard of, you know, like, the crazy mother-in-laws. Heidi's fine. We're good. Mm, you guys didn't have kids, though. True. <laughs> she could have. She could have been a total person. I don't know. Person. But, um, yeah. But you never know. But no, I, we have a policy in my household because we do have like a lot of contact with our family, mm-hmm. like kind of an enormous amount. Yeah. Like um, we both our mothers live within feet of us. Yes. Uh, so and my brother also, and then we have our kids, and then oftentimes we'll have a foundling family member sleeping on a Strays. couch somewhere. Yeah, we yeah, just you know sure. we put out bowls of food and, and they ducks come. and diapers yeah, and diaper whatever ducks and it's it's a shit show. Sure. Anyhow, um, our policy has always been you deal with yours and I'll deal with mine Mm -hmm. because I brought mine and I grew up with mine and I know how to deal with mine and I know how to talk to mine and I know how to not get super irritated by mine just from sheer like time exposure. Yeah. And you do that with yours (laughs) and then we're good. Okay. (laughs) And that's actually always worked out pretty well, you know? I mean, I guess I never really had a big enough issue to have to put... A mother or mother-in-law in line. Mm. Usually Adam Adam was very hands-off when it came to my family. Like, he loved my siblings and my extended family and loved my mom and dad and whatnot. Well, everybody loves your siblings. Because they're hilarious and lovely they're and great. beautiful and really awesome. But if I ever had, like, an in-the-family issue that I wanted to bitch about, he'd listen. But, you know, he wouldn't really give any feedback or anything. He'd just let me handle it. I mean, if it was something between Adam and his family, he'd deal with it. Right. I don't need to be part of that. And that, I'm sure, would have extended if there started to be issues you yeah. know, where you were feeling some kind of way about his family. He probably would have dealt with that, I would imagine. True. So, yeah, which is good. Did you say some kind of way? Some kind of way. Can <laughs> I just show my ass? Oh. I love it. God. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think that's important. I think flexibility is really important. Yeah. Um, we had some listeners write in some questions oh, or some answers. I saw or that. I think we asked a question and then yes, they wrote some answers. Yes, we asked a question and they wrote some answers. Well, read it to us, Marianne. Let's have a little story time. Oh, okay. I want to hear a story. Oh, all right. I got to get to it. Watch me dive. <laughs> I need attention. Okay, so originally we asked, what's the most difficult part of keeping a relationship going strong? Whether it's romantic or friendship or family, whatever. Colleen wrote in and said, Hey, Colleen. Hey, Colleen. She didn't say that. You running? She didn't say, hey, Colleen. No. We said that. I'm going <laughs> to start my emails with, hey, Colleen. <laughs> Colleen said, when the minutia of daily life takes over, or when you have a big life goal you're working on together, ahem, house-free model, for example, yeah. it leaves no space for spontaneity or moments to appreciate each other. That's very true. That is very true. Any big thing, especially I would say having children, because mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're on this schedule that's not your own. Yeah. And I, I bet a house-free model is a oh, similar thing. Very, I'm yeah. sure. Like, it's stressful. If 
like there's more stress in your life or your schedule becomes too rigid and you're not scheduling time for that other person. Yeah, it puts a strain on the relationship. For sure. Even And it doesn't have to be. I always hear people say, you have to go on dates. You have to date your spouse. And yeah, that's a great idea. But it doesn't have to be. Like, some people are, you know, I mean, when we were young and just married, we didn't have money to yeah. be going out all the time. We had babies. Like, we would do, like, I remember once. It was adorable. It was so cute. We lived in a little house, a little rental house that mm -hmm. was adorable. And um, we had Calvin. So we were really limited in what we could do. You know, we couldn't just abscond for four days yeah. and go to the Bora Bora or whatever. Leave the toddler in a diaper yeah, like, with like, those uh, ducks. The nanny will take care of the all pair will take care of you. <laughs> the like, diaper and, ducks and the toddler. We, yeah, we just left the ducks and the kids to just, they were all eating peas out the bathtub. It was great. Great. We couldn't really leave and um, we both wanted to go camping. I don't know, I was young and, and optimistic. Now I fucking hate camping, but okay. I do it twice a year because I have kids and I don't want them to grow up weird. Oh my God. So I don't enjoy it. They know this. They know I'm making a sacrifice for them. They know I don't want to pee in the woods. I just, I just want to shower. Can I just have a shower? You can. And a bed? Yeah, sure. And some heat? Uh, yes. And I do also at want your the house. s'mores. I want the s'mores too. Yes. But I want to go sleep in my own bed. Have all that at your house. I will. Thank you. Yes. I gotta welcome. go. I gotta go home and eat s'mores. <laughs> Uh, so it was very sweet because we were both a little bit like, womp, womp, we can't really go camping this yeah. year. Our kid is too little. That's okay. We'll go next year. And I came home one day and he had <laughs> moved all the furniture in this tiny house and set up our tent Aww. with an air mattress in it in the living room. <laughs> and cute. I mean, our living room, that took up the whole living room. That's adorable. And we both crawled in there and watched TV Aww. and ate dinner. And then we slept in there. It was so cute. That's real cute. Oh, it was really, really nice. Sometimes you just have to do weird, spontaneous stuff when you can like Brian's done that stuff mm -hmm. before where you know we'll just be watching TV and he's like hey you want to build a fort <laughs> yeah let's build a blanket fort and watch TV because we were just gonna watch TV anyway why not watch it in a fort right we, we do that with the kids sometimes especially when they were little we used to um, we would just have a picnic we yeah. would put out a blanket on the floor yeah. and eat on the floor it's something special right but you don't have to necessarily go anywhere. Or sometimes we just put out one long bowl on the floor, and then we would all eat out of that one long bowl. Like a trough? It's called a trough. <laughs> <laughs> but it was spontaneous. Do you have to call CPS or something? I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know too much. <laughs> to that same question, Chris answered, kids, illness, general exhaustion. That makes sense. That's the hardest part. Definitely, and definitely the older you get, the harder that gets. Yeah. Because I I got married in my early 20s, like I was 20. You had all the energy to run I around with babies. All, oh my God, I could build you a <laughs> pillow fort the likes you'd never seen. And then I'd go run around the block with a stroller, yeah. and then I'd go to Costco and, you know, like, you know, have a pallet of stuff. And I didn't need a forklift, I just picked up the pallet, <laughs> just put it on top of my car. Now, not as much. Yeah. I'm old and broken and tired. <laughs> And I just want to eat s'mores and sleep in my own bed. I see that from my sister Tiffany because she had her daughter when she was 40. And she's an awesome mother and the, the baby's fine. She's beautiful, adorable, wonderful, smart as a little But wheel. Tiffany was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, you're 40 and you have a baby. Of yeah. course you're going to be tired. I know my mom had um, the same experience. She had two kids when she was very young. Mm -hmm. And then she had two kids as, you know, 12, 13 years later. Yeah. And just the difference in having children in two different... Yeah, your energy level... Eras of your yeah. life. Yeah. It's, it, 
really is a different experience, I think, for almost everyone. You just want to sit down and watch Murder, She Wrote and drink a Sanka. You don't want to run around chasing toddlers. You just want to go out for the early bird special and be in bed by seven. That's right. And kids don't really, they're not conducive to that kind of lifestyle. That's right. That kind of party, (laughs) that kind of sassy senior scene. So Heather answered the question as well. Um, when we asked, what's the most um, most difficult part of keeping a relationship going strong? Heather. Hey, Heather. Hi, Heather. Hey, Heather. You home? Can I come over? She is home, I think. Ooh, I want to go over. And I'm going to say yes, we can go over to her house right Yay! now. Yay! I hope you're making dinner. <laughs> Heather, we're coming over. We're coming over. Get ready. The Tesla's coming. Mm, we're bringing it <laughs> studio. <laughs> she said, when you forget to prioritize each other, The day-to-day can allow you to forget what the beginning felt like. If this is the person you plan to grow old with, it's important to grow with each other. And that can only be done if you keep intentionally learning and relearning who that person is. Yeah, because like you said, you and Michael grew together because you were so young. But if you get married in your 20s or your 30s or whatever you are different people and you haven't had a chance to grow and meld together yet or you did and you think okay now we can just coast no you're constantly changing and growing right you always have to and especially because life is so dynamic and situations change so quickly and so drastically stuff will come up that you never thought to discuss yeah because it was never on your radar as a potential problem that's true so like we found new problems i mean we have a whole plan for this for the potential zombie apocalypse man but maybe not so much for if the septic tank isn't working so that's true um yeah you don't always expect everything. <laughs> Sometimes life will just come up and sucker punch you in the neck. Oh my god. See, you weren't expecting that, I were really you? wasn't. You weren't prepared for that. I wasn't. Heather also said, the answer is always wine. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree about that. When in doubt, drink some wine. Sometimes I have wine for dinner. Oh, okay. <laughs> you do you. I will. <laughs> I will continue. All right, then. Hey guys, it's Kanice, author of the Willow Song series, featuring my debut novel, The Call from the Willow, now available on Amazon. In coming summer of 2020, the second installment of the Willow Song series, The Calling of Kings. And you're listening to Too Cheap for Therapy. I think, uh... Keeping outside interests is really important, too. And not just as a couple, but most especially as individuals. Yes! Because... If you don't ever go out and be not the mom and wife or yes. not the dad and husband right. or whatever it is you are at home, not, you know, right. not the furry, not the guy in the Batman suit. I don't right. know what you're into. I don't know. But sometimes you need to go out and be whoever you are out of the house. Right. That was one thing that was very important to me because I wanted to stay home with my kids but I didn't want to lose that whole working mom part mm-hmm. of me because my job is important to me and I feel like I'm good at it and it gives me confidence. Yeah. It makes me feel good. Yeah. I get all the warm fifis. Yeah. You don't want to just have to sit at, not that stay at home mothers just sit at home waiting for their kids to come home. You're busy. You're doing everything. But you want to go outside. Right. Not yeah. just a target. And not just to play group and not right. just in your pajama bottoms. It felt really good to me to take care of the kids all day, do, you know, and I was young and I had energy. God bless me back then. Because <laughs> I don't have it now. Now I'd be like, y'all, watch some more TV. What you want, Peppa Pig? Watch Peppa Pig. Uh, I don't care if you're little British kids after that. I'll make you a tea. 
um, so yeah, it definitely, it felt good for my husband to get home for us to eat dinner together for the kids to go to bed. And then for me to get, to get dressed mm -hmm. in my snazzy business attire, right. which was nice jeans yes. <laughs> without any barf on them right. and, uh, and go off and be a grown up right. outside of the house. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So where I used to work. I had a coworker, Noe. Hi, Hi Noe. What's doing? up? How you doing? I hope you're listening. You look good. You look great. What's hey, up? I haven't seen you in a while. All right, it's been a while. So, um, she and I would see each other in the break room. We met, got to know each other, yada, yada, yada. She's very, very sweet. She's so sweet. So, I think at this point, it had been a year or a year and a half since I'd known her. And not once did she bring up that she had children. And I loved that. Doesn't she have several? She children? has like six kids. Yeah. I think. Noe, write us in. Tell us if we're wrong. Do you have How four many or six? Do you have? I loved that. So sometimes when I meet someone like at a party, I'll introduce myself. Hi, my name's Marianne. And they'll say, Oh, hi. I'm Bob's wife. Okay, Bob's wife, what is your name? You Bitch, do you have a name? I know. You're not just somebody's wife. You have your own identity. Come on. So that's what I loved about Noe, that I had met her, known her for a year and a half, two years, whatever. I didn't know she had children. <laughs> and not until I specifically asked, do you have kids? And she's like, oh, yeah, I have six of them. What? Not everything revolved around her kids while she was in the workplace. And that was great. I appreciated that. It is kind of refreshing. It's a little bit refreshing to be able to go out and have moments and interactions with strangers or acquaintances or new people and not have any kind of baggage. Right. You know, you can just you can just be free and breezy. Right. I like being breezy. Yeah. You want to talk about traditional roles? Ooh. Ooh. Hate them. Yeah. Actually, I don't really mind them. Well, they're going away now. Well, I think the main reason for that is not because people want to have them go away as much as it is. You can't live anymore without no way. two incomes. <laughs> That's it's impossible. It's not a thing. No. I mean, you can't live as a husband and wife or a wife and wife or a husband and husband or however you set it up, a poly business. Yeah. You can't. A poly business. I love it. I mean, a poly corporation. Poly biz how, inc. How is that legally? Do you just like, instead of saying I do, you just say like, Welcome to the corporation. I don't, <laughs> it's I don't a business. Know. Um, somebody write. A you mean like a polyamory relationship? Anything. I don't know what people do. Sure, yeah. that. Yeah. That. Well, Leslie, write in. Explain. Or Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hey. Patrick wrote me three emails. Oh, Patrick. He didn't really have much to say on on the show. He didn't want me to say anything. He was just saying hi to me. Well, that's all right. Hey, Patrick, write in. Tell yeah. us all the things about. A polyamorous relationship. Oh, yeah, because we want to know. That's interesting. Yeah. I and love how it. Do you, how do you make that happen? How do you make it work? Yeah. How's the communication? Because it's it's hard enough with just two of us. <laughs> Frankly, it's hard with one. I okay? know, right? I can't even get my own shit together. I know. Then you bring alone. your husband into it. What would happen if you brought a third person into the relationship? What do you guys do in your polyamorous relationship to make it work? I feel like it would. I would really like to have a wife. Well, you say that, but I think what you really want is a maid. It's really not, though. No? No, because I want to take her out and buy oh. her a nice dress and have a dinner and show her a good time. Okay. And maybe take dance lessons. Okay. All right. I like that. Mm. Oh, why can't you do that with me? Well, I, I can't. I don't have to be legally married to you. Let's but, go dancing. Well, 
don't see you splitting any chores, taking care of any kids, Damn dropping it. them off at their piano lessons. Well, there's, yeah, there's nowhere to live at your house. Oh, all, all the rooms are full. Hey, right, listen, I'm, if you were my wife, you'd live in my room. Oh, that bed isn't big enough. On a small mat on the floor. <laughs> With the dogs, thanks. <laughs> no, the dogs do not sleep in my room. Absolutely not. Those things stink. Great. And they're loud. <laughs> I have a pug, ma'am. It's as close as you can get to living with a pig in the uh, house without having a pig in the I house. I know. I have a pug as well. Yeah. It's like a chainsaw all it, night. Just yeah. It's not the snoring that bothers me as much as it is, like, the, the struggling for air. <laughs> <laughs> it gets dicey sometimes. I get up and go out and put the IED on her. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make her stop. You blow Just, her up. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> She'll be fine in the morning. Yeah, she's like a phoenix. Like a smelly phoenix. <laughs> Rises from the ashes. But you're so right that we can't have those quote-unquote traditional roles anymore because you can't afford it. But also I think our mentality, because we've all been forced into that role of both of you have to work or however many people in your relationship have to work. Also, I think people in our generation are more okay with fathers who want to stay home with the kids. Mothers who work full-time. My brother-in-law did. My, my yeah. sister worked full-time, and my brother-in-law stayed home with the baby. Yeah. And it worked for them. It was it was how they set it up. Yes. I'm totally fine with that. Whoever is making more money. it I, I guess it's just, like what, the older generations who are like, I'm so mad my wife makes more money than me. What? Isn't that... Take a vacation. Why are you angry? Please. Go, go play some golf or something. Go to the spa. I know, right? Or, you know, go home and make a nice dinner for your wife and say thanks for... Winning bread. And then make beautiful love to her. And or and, or let her sleep, maybe. <laughs> she needs more sleep. Maybe she's tired because she's working hard. Listen, Dick. She works 80 hours a week, man. Yeah, you want to give her a break? <laughs> let her sleep. Maybe, unless it's your birthday, maybe you just let her sleep. <laughs> Leave her alone. Or, you know, however you guys do Sure, it. yeah. <laughs> so, how about keeping it spicy? Oh, Jesus. Oh, um, Jesus, God. I don't know how you keep spicy. Fix it, Jesus. <laughs> Take the wheel. <laughs> uh, how do we keep it spicy? Well, we are not your average couple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, don't shame me. For what does that mean? Ever. What that means is um, I think my fetish is awkward jokes. <laughs> I see your penis. Yeah, basically, <laughs> oh my yeah. God. It's, pretty, it's pretty much a middle school locker room oh at my, my house. God. Um, and, uh, you know, what I suggest is, like, maybe some games. Like, some people will get those dice that oh, you yeah. roll, and other people will play, like, a board game or a card game. Sure. Um, some people mm-hmm. will sneak around when the other person is naked and find a vantage point and then say nothing but just point at their crotch. <laughs> And just hold that. Oh my god! Until they notice. That's sexy. And and then laugh hysterically. Um, oh my god! Or you know you could you know other people do other things. I I knew someone who did that once and they thought it was fun. So that, that was you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh that was me. Oh my god! It um, was you. No, I just you know I just Jesus. Don't, I think. <laughs> That you gotta have fun, and however yeah. you wanna have fun is how you wanna have fun. Right. If you like to do, you know, like weird stuff, and not weird stuff, it's not weird to you, it's normal to you, it might be weird to me, but Fetishy I still accept stuff. it, and, and I think you're great, and I think you should continue keeping if, on. Hey, if on. you like to lick feet, whatever. Yeah, then maybe you get a hotel room, and maybe you lick the hell out of someone's well, feet. Only if they're consenting to the feet licking. 
I think that goes without saying. No, no well, I, I will listen. move my foot well, if I'm not I, consenting. I listen to a lot of true crime, and uh, you better get that consent. Get some verbal consent. Before, middle, and after. Yes. So stop and be like, I'm going to move on to the ball of your foot. Is that acceptable? Yes. And if they kick you in the face, <laughs> that's not implied consent. Oh, my God. Have a safe word, people. That's right. Especially when it comes to that Fifty Shades of Nonsense. Yeah, I mean, if you want somebody to <laughs> trash your nuts with a crowbar. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my, that sounds painful. I thought it was just like high heels on something. I you was... gotta smack a crowbar in their nuts? I have to tell you this story. Oh no, poor Michael. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, not that, please God, no. I'm, so- I'm sorry, Michael, that she... <laughs> If she hurt you, just let me know. I'll take you away somewhere Your nice. Your going to leave me. No. Well, stop uh, smashing his dick with a crowbar. Anyway. We're I leaving was, this in. I was on my phone the other day, and I was watching YouTube. Sure. As I want yes. to do sometimes. America. And I was watching clips of Dr. Phil. Okay. Because sometimes I like a little spicy story. Yeah, of and course. Some of them are That's spicy. fine. So I'm watching Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. And I'm scrolling through the comments, and everybody's saying, oh, boy, this lady's crazy. Oh, my goodness, she should go to rehab, or whatever they're saying, because it's Dr. Phil and some stupid shit's going on. And I'm scrolling, and I mean, I'm probably like a thousand comments in, because I'm just scrolling as I'm watching. And I stop randomly on a comment, and it literally says, Dr. Phil crushed my nuts with a tire iron. What? (laughs) What? Just out of nowhere. (laughs) Was I this, just, this should have been breaking news, not the the a thousandth comment. The thing is, the hidden gem is always in the comments. <laughs> Read the comments, Phil. people. Yeah. There's some good shit in Read there. Read the comments. I, I'm just saying, it hit me right in the giggle dick, and I was just had so much fun with that. The giggle dick. It was an amazing uh, time. That's all. Oh, man. And you know, if that's how you like to have fun... Do it. Do it. As long as all parties are consenting, everything's good. As long as Dr. Phil is into it... <laughs> That's great. Then you do you. Hey, man. I don't care what you guys do or get involved in as long as everyone's consenting and you pay your fucking taxes. Yeah, and maybe you, you know, you keep it uh, keep it quiet for your neighbors. You know, after 10 o'clock. After 10. People gotta go to work tomorrow. It's called a noise ordinance, Karen. <laughs> yeah, Karen. Maybe you want to have a key swap party? Just make sure all the kids oh! are why swap do people even have keys would it just be a bunch of little little like number pads I don't know I wanted to talk about relationships when one or both parties have a mental illness ah (laughs) yeah that's where it gets spicy that's that's ultimate spice especially when you're unmedicated real spicy yeah you might get a pocket sand in your eye that's that's you might get an IED in your face oh god Oh, a box of chocolates. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You never know. You get ambushed. So with Brian and I, um, we both kind of have anxiety and depression, so we're both taking medication for that. But we both have to communicate very clearly when we're when one of us is having like a sad day or we don't feel like talking or you know, whatever, or something the other person is doing is stressing the other person out. I think that's important, too, and I'm definitely always, you know, one to do that as well, because my husband 
Actually, mentally, shockingly enough, for being my husband, he's pretty mentally healthy. Nice. I, think. I yeah. like it. I don't know that he has any issues well, at all. Well, he might keep it way down deep. He because you got that killer. IED or whatever. That's true. He's terrified. He's too. He's, yeah, he's scared. Yeah. Blink, blink if you need help. <laughs> well, you um, already hit him with that tire. Well, you know that was foreplay. Mm. Um. Yeah. So we definitely communicate that stuff. I'll tell you know I'm just not. Yeah. I don't know. My brain is not great today. And he'll say, I'm sorry, your brain is not great. Do you want to watch Chernobyl? And I'll say, hells yes, I do. <laughs> and then we'll cuddle up on the couch and we'll watch yeah, Chernobyl. Yeah, sometimes you just have a sad day and there's nothing you can do. Even though Brian is like, is there anything I can do to help? No, of course not. Nope. It's just my brain not doing very well today. I just need a day off. From everything. It's not even so much needing them to do anything necessarily, but for me, oftentimes, it's just needing them to not choose their own adventure as far as why they assume that I'm upset. Oh, you know, yeah. well, it must be because... Blah, 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 blah. Got the turkeys in the diaper, and he's in the house. There's a turkey in a diaper. Well, if the ducks in the diaper, I expect we probably should diaper the turkey. Ducks in the diaper, turkeys in the diaper. It's hold down. Is a turkey in the diaper? Hold down. Chicken in the diaper? Hold down. Ducks in the diaper? Hold down. Just in time for Thanksgiving. I also wanted to talk about. I didn't know if this was really a niche topic, but after being widowed, um, after a while, you know, I wanted a new relationship, sure. and that was weird. <laughs> so fucking weird. It was so weird. Especially when um, Brian and I were kind of getting past that initial stage of like, oh, we're just dating, like it was becoming a little bit more serious. So then I felt like, okay, now I have to tell him that I was married previously and he was killed and I I guess I kind of in my mind I had to equate it to like people who are going on a first date and they've been previously divorced or have children and they're divorced that's not something you tell someone on the first date or are really the opposite sex yeah or, something yeah, like something you don't want to kind of surprise them with so I didn't know what to do I didn't know when the appropriate time was to tell someone, hey, I'm a widow, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I told him um, it was okay, and since then, he's been really great about it. Like, when I was still in the house, I had pictures of Adam up, you know, from our trips and family pictures and stuff up on the walls, and after a while, I thought about it. Like, I don't want to take these pictures down. They're a part of my life. It's not something like, oh, I'm divorced, New chapter of my life. No. Scratch out all the faces. Hey, no. Oh, God. No. Adam was killed, and he's gone, and it was unexpected. So I wanted to leave those pictures up. But as Brian and I went on more trips and did more things, I wanted to add pictures of him to the wall, in addition to. I think that's probably a very mature way to deal with it. I've always noticed about Brian that he has been... He's just super chill with that kind of stuff, yeah. and I always really appreciated that about him. Well, he lost a friend in high school, so he understands loss. And the grieving process and everything. So he was cool about that. Um, I think it helped more throughout our relationship when I told him, like, a warning. Like, hey, Adam's birthday is coming up soon. I'm going to be extra bitchy and cranky and sad and all the emotions, blah. Or a holiday's coming up. Yes, Christmas is great, but it also reminds me of Adam. So you're welcome. <laughs> Just these warnings help him. Yeah, it all comes back to the communicating. Yes. 
Communicate, people. Would you please? Ooh, and my favorite. Ooh. Toxic relationships. Oh, right. So I would say toxic relationship is when a person takes, takes, takes from you and doesn't give anything in return. Like, they're pretty much just stepping all over you or taking advantage of you in some way, your kindness. It doesn't have to just be emotionally. It can be financially or whatever. They're not good for you. I definitely have experienced that. Ooh, what happened? Ooh, what happened was... Let's kiki, girl. Uh, ooh, kiki. Dapper duck. I don't know what that is. I don't know. <laughs> Google it later. It's I fine. later. I'll use the Google. <laughs> hey, cereal. Uh, all right, so I have a family member, mm-hmm. and um, we don't communicate. We don't particularly talk. And um, as someone I was close to growing up, mm-hmm. but because of their own issues and their own kind of whatever's happening with them, I can't really be a party to it. Right. I There are things I don't want my kids to be around that I was around when I was young. And, you know, it's like more of a preservation kind mm. of a thing. Like, I know this is bad for me because my whole life it's been bad for me. But yeah. now I'm in a position where I can say I choose not to participate. Right. Okay. And I, I sort of take the stance of we're going to have the relationship set by your parameters mm-hmm. okay so if you're interested in communicating with me we can do that if you're not then i'm fine with that. right and i try and kind of take it outside of myself a little bit thanks mm-hmm. um just because that emotional distance for me makes it a little bit easier yeah. but you know honestly i'm old and i'm uh, i'm done with shit and i agree i just can't you know i just what a waste of time to just, be like, yeah. hey, do you still want to be friends or talk to me or that? Yeah. Waste. I just think back to all the stuff I put up with yeah. and to everything that so negatively affected me. And I think, do I really want to be a volunteer for any more <laughs> right, of that? Not right. in particular. So if you get to a place where you'd like to have a healthy relationship with me, absolutely. Yeah, let, let me, me know. know. <laughs> um, give me a jingle. Give me a holler. You know, maybe holler at me. Whatever. Set off uh, an IED. I don't know. If you're not interested in that or if you're still so wrapped up in your own stuff that it doesn't matter to you what other people feel or think or experience, mm-hmm. Then you can do that over there. That's right. Uh, away from me. That's right. And away from my people that that's, I'm protecting. That's absolutely right. Yeah, and you know, actually, that's been amazing for me. A lot of what's healed me from shitty, shitty experiences and relationships has been just understanding that that's all gone. Yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to participate. You in don't that have anymore. to do shit. Nope. No, no, nothing. Nothing. You owe nothing to nobody. Fuck you, I quit. That's right. What? (laughs) I'm saying figuratively. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. You can. You can opt out. Yeah. You don't have to get junk mail. That's right. You don't have to get phone calls from timeshares. You just say, I opt out of this relationship. You don't owe them anything. No, you just write them a letter that says, please unsubscribe. (laughs) Sure. You click the unsubscribe on that relationship. (laughs) I've had a toxic relationship, too. It was a friend. Um, and at the time, when I was in it, I didn't know it was toxic. Yeah. Like. Were you um, very young? No. Oh. Is it now? No. Is, does her name rhyme with forfeen? <laughs> no. It's not you. Oh, God. It's um, It's not you. Fix it, Jesus. It's Kareem. Oh, It's no. not Kareem. Blink, if you need help. <laughs> so I was um, friends with someone, and I thought we were having a good time. We were friends for, like, three years, and we would just hang out all the time. Later, we got in—it wasn't even a spat. I don't know what happened, 
we were hanging out with a, a group of mutual friends, took this person out for their birthday, yada, yada, yada. The next day, my friend unfriended me from Facebook and then unfriended another mutual friend and sent them this long, hateful message like, you were never a good friend, yada, yada, yada. So I thought... MySpace? <laughs> that's right. They deleted their MySpace account. Oh, but now they'll never hear my favorite song. <clears throat> that's right. So, Kiki, do you love me? Do you remember what your song was that you played on MySpace? No. You clicked on your no, page? No, I don't. I know what mine was. What was it? It was Banana Phone. <laughs> Sing it. Ring, 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 Banana Phone. I remember that song. Yeah. I Raffy. Think, hey, Raffy. I think for a time mine was um, peanut butter jelly time, oh peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat, peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. It's interesting to me that we both had food-related songs. <laughs> Banana-related yeah. songs. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I didn't understand what the fuck was going on at that moment in time. Why would my friend unfriend me? What happened? Did I do something the night prior? I don't know. And to, the, to this day, still don't know. But I thought, I'll give them some time. I messaged them. Hey, everything okay? They never talked to me. They talked... Um, I think they didn't talk to me for six months or so. <laughs> just no communication at all. So I just let it go. I made my peace with it. And then out of nowhere, one of our mutual friends contacted me via text and was like, hey, this friend is asking me on behalf of them if you want to be their friend. What? We're all adults. Why didn't they come to me? I don't so know. So check like. yes or no. <laughs> right. So basically, yeah. I still didn't know what happened. What did we all do wrong? I don't know. So I remember being in the kitchen, getting that text message, and I asked Adam, Adam, should I be their friend again? And he goes, uh, if you want my honest opinion, no. You were really catty whenever you would hang out with this person. Like, oh, shit. I didn't realize it in myself that I kind of took on their personality and became more snide and snippy and catty, like more critical of other people. So... We are not friends. And looking back on it, I'm like, oh, yeah, they were really toxic. That's not good. So I need to cut that out. Cut that shit out. Yeah. You unsubscribed. I did. Other situations that are not kind of in my control are like family members that are quasi-toxic. I just sort of remove myself a little bit. But I feel like I have to still be in communication with them because they're an important part of my family. So I can't just write them off completely, unfortunately. That's fine. You can, though. I can, that's true. I'm just saying, I'm old and angry, and I'm not putting up with any more That's shit. true. There are, there are people in my life who know I care about them because through everything, we're always there for each yeah. other. And there are other people who are probably wondering what the fuck happened because <laughs> I haven't seen you in 10 years. And you know what happened? Nothing good. Well. <laughs> Well, I mean, I've been in those situations, too, like, um, with my friend Yael. Hey, Yael! Hi, Yael! Yael! Hi! You doing good? People always call her Yale. Yale. It's y- hey, Yale! It's Yael. Yael. Hey, Yael. I'm gonna call her Y'all. Don't call, call Y'all. Don't call her Y'all. I call her Kale. No! Oh. It's a beautiful name. Yael. Yael. Yael is a beautiful name. I yes. love it. I had never heard it before. I heard it as her name, and I think it's, it's beautiful. gorgeous. I love it. So, um, like, she has kids now, and... Um, she does not live in the same city as I do. More than one kid? She has two kids now. (gasps) I know. Follow her on Facebook. Mm -hmm. See those beautiful babies. Yeah, smell (laughs) them. Smell those babies. 
So um, she and I don't get to hang out as often as we'd like. But like uh, the last time I saw her, I think we were at, we just ran into each other at a convention. Um, and, you know, it, we picked right back up where we were. Like, oh my God, hey, how are you? Let's catch up for like 10 minutes before our next workshop. And we do the whole apology thing. Oh my God, we really need to get together. We both mean it, but... I think I realize, like, we probably aren't going to get together. You're busy as fuck. You have two kids and you work and your husband works. It's fine. Well, I'm not mad. I hope she's not mad. But I know that this is a part of our relationship at this moment in time when she has young kids. We're not going to see each other all the time. That's fine. We're still friends. I have that relationship with uh, my husband's cousin, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Your name's beautiful, too. Oh, Kelly, you're hey, beautiful. Kelly, you're beautiful. <laughs> Anyhow, mm -hmm. uh, she was the maid of honor at my Aww. wedding, and she's friends. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> I just want to squeeze her. Um, <laughs> but we we because of our schedules, and she travels a lot, and she has her own daughter, um, Mariah. She's a pumpkin. Um, so we don't get together as often as we would yeah. like. Both of us would very much like to get together 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 yeah we'd like to be together together yeah like together 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 together, no, together, together. i get it we would like to see each other more often and it's probably not going to happen for a while because yeah. we're both in stages right now where we're busy as hell but every time we see each other or talk to each other it's like no time has right. passed since the last time we talked and i love those relationships yeah, I do too. because you never have to feel guilty about right. anything. She's busy, I'm busy. It's yeah, a thing. It's fine. You know, when we do have time to get together, it's great. It's we have so mutual much busyness. Absolutely. And um yeah, and I miss her. Yeah, mother. I feel that way with Don P and BZ and all those cool kids. I think in our in our working environment, we don't get to see our coworkers that often because we're not all at the same building. So when I do get to work with them, I'm like, Oh my god, let's catch up for the ten minutes that I'll see you. I know I um, didn't even meet anyone in our field for a long time when I first started because I every assignment I had was by myself. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was it was interesting when I finally got into <laughs> like an office setting and I'm like, oh my god, humans! People, I love them, humans. I like it. I love it. Sometimes you don't like it, but sometimes it's nice, you know. Yeah. And you schedule. We used to schedule ourselves so that all of us little friends could see each together. other. I love it. And we take our breaks in together. the break room. It was great. I just want to squeeze them and not know that Noe had eleven children. No, we had no idea. Noe had sixteen kids. I didn't know she had twenty-five children. Nobody knew. The first woman to have a hundred kids. Good God, Noe got a hundred and two kids. She's a marvel. She is. I wanted to read this thing from. You know those Medea movies? Uh, I do. Have you seen them? Mm, no. Girl, we gotta watch them. They are hilarious. Can we have food? Yes. I will watch. And watch them. I will watch. You know what's so funny? My dad, he is the littlest, oldest white man. Um, and my mom's black, and her kids are all black, and I'm black. Whatever. That's how that goes. That's what, that's... Yes, genetics. Genetics. So we all went to see a Medea movie in the theaters, and we took our parents... I think my dad was the only white person in the movie, but he was, like, the loudest person to laugh. Aww. He loved that movie. He's so cute. Your dad is adorable. He's adorable. Anyway, so in one of the Medea movies, the character, strong, black, matriarch, part of the family, whatever, she's um, giving this advice about toxic people. And she says, some people are like leaves on a tree. The wind blows. They're over there. They're unstable. It blows the other way. Now they're over here. The seasons change. 
they wither and die. They're gone. So that's one group of people. Some people are like a branch on the tree. You've got to be careful about them branches, too, because they'll fool you. They'll make you think that they're a good friend and they're really strong, but the minute you step out there on them, they'll break and leave you high and dry. So those people are kind of tricksters and unreliable and toxic people in plain sight. You don't really know until you get an unfriend request from Facebook. Show their ass. (laughs) That's right. But if you find one, two, or three people in your life that are like the roots at the bottom of the tree, you are blessed. Because they're the kind of people that ain't going nowhere. They ain't worried about being seen. Don't nobody have to know what they're doing for you. But if these roots weren't there, that tree couldn't live. Medea. So what do you think of that Medea quote? Uh, I thought it was beautiful. It is very true. Yes. Um, I think that hard times always show you who people really are. The fair weather friends. Absolutely. Is that the phrase? Fair Fair weather? Yeah. Yeah. I just say, you know, the the dickweeds. The dickweeds of the tree. Be careful for them. That's right. Some friends are like the dick of the tree because they're dick. That's right. My quotes are not as good as Medea's. No. no. That's okay, though. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm not classically trained. <laughs> as Medea. In anything. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, now we got all our relationships fixed. Yeah. Hopefully you guys uh, will listen to our sound advice, even though we're not professionals. Absolutely not in any scenario we, a professional. We don't know what the shit we're talking about. Nobody knows. This is just from our life experience because we're old. Absolutely making it up. That's right. As we go along. If you have anything to say about the relationship episode, write into us. Go to our website, twocheapfortherapy.com, or check us out on Instagram and Twitter and all that biz. The socialist of medias. Yes. Or go to our Patreon and oh, give us some money. You can leave a dollar at Patreon. You can leave more than just a dollar if you want. You can put it in your in that slot in your computer where you put the disc. Put, put it right on in there. Disc, the floppy. You put it in there and it sucks in like a vending machine. And then we'll get it. Just we'll like the ATM. It. It'll show up. That's yeah. right. So far we have Chris. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Kanice. Oh, Kanice. Yes. Thank you. Sam. Sam, you're the best. Thank you. Cat. And cat! Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah. You're the best. Yeah. I love it. She's willing to sacrifice her chocolate anus money. I know, right? Wow. That's Even when Valentine's Day is right around the corner. (laughs) It's only in four months, y'all. It's tomorrow! (laughs) And then we'll be in our bathing suits. (laughs) Oh my god. I can't wait. I can't wait. Should we try a sign off? I guess we can. Okay. If you're into that kind of thing. I'm ready. Okay. Make sure you check your IEDs. And also, other stuff. Miscellaneous bric-a-brac. I don't know. (laughs) How about use your defibrillators wisely? And smash your nuts with a tire iron. (laughs) All right, y'all. I don't know. I'm done. I'm done with life. That's fine. That's it for me. Last episode. All right, tune in later, some other time. Bye, have a day. (laughs) All right, have a day. We're so cheap, so cheap, too cheap for therapy. We're cheap, we're cheap, cheap. We're so cheap, so cheap, 
won't pay for therapy. I say we're cheap, we're cheap, cheap. We're so cheap, so cheap. We do our own damn therapy. We're cheap, we're cheap, cheap. We're so cheap, so cheap. Come get your therapy for free. Hey, hey, hey.